0: Hey everybody! This is Think Global, and uh, I'm Tim Davis, your host. It's great to be back, John. Nice to see you again. Nice to be back. All right, today I think it's going to be a fun episode. And uh, tell us what we're building on from last time, and then we'll dive into today.
1: Yeah. So last time we talked about started the series Mm -hmm. on uh, kind of the little life principles. The seemingly little things actually make a significant difference. So if you remember from last episode, we talked about. Uh, we talked about John Wooden. We talked about the importance of even tying your shoes and um, how the little things in life make a big difference. So that's just a little short series we're going to do for a few episodes here.
0: And this is part two of that. Right. And today our subject is dignify the table or dignifying the table. It's one of those principles of life that I uh, I love because I think that simple principle of dignifying the table uh, can apply to a ton of areas in our lives and and really help us live better like we ought to live. Anyway, let's talk about where dignity at the table really takes place. Where does that happen?
1: Yeah. Well, when you bring it up, it, it makes me immediately think, when you say dignify the table, my brain goes to like the high society, right? right? Like, and, you know, some of us have been probably in some fancy meals or country club, maybe, I don't know, growing up or whatever. But you think about high society and the pinnacle of high society is the queen's Table, right? Like yes. dining with royalty, royalty, or the right. queen. Um, so we actually were looking into that a little bit, and we were kind of curious: what are some of the things when you have to dine with the with the queen? So what what are some things we learned?
0: All right. Well, one of the things you have to do. To dignify the table with a queen is be there on time. Like, okay, if there was a lesson that any of us needed to learn is that, be on time. Uh, so if you're going to dine with a queen, you've got to be on time. And another fascinating little tidbit on that was that, um, you know, there's only up to 12 people hmm. who sit at each table. Yeah. So it's, it's very uh, structured, very choreographed. A lot of crazy stuff when you dine with the queen.
1: Well, one thing that stood out to me, we were just looking through a few bullet points, and I didn't know this, and if I had to dine with the queen, I would have probably messed this up, was you actually don't talk to the queen unless she talks to you first. Right. And, you know, I think we're friendly people. I would have walked in and said, hey, queen, how you doing? You know, it would have been a, I wouldn't have been that casual, but I probably would have spoken to her and that would have been very uh, rude or,
0: or faux pas. Right. You probably should have said... Hey, Queen Elizabeth. Well, yeah. anyway, I didn't know what to call it. <laughs> right. So <laughs> the meal starts when the Queen eats and the meal ends when the Queen is finished. Um, and there there are forks and knives for every kind of meat mm-hmm. and dish and how you there's protocol on napkins, and by the way, they don't call them napkins in that part of the world. They call them serviettes. Anyway. That's a big deal because learn something, um, learn something new. Napkins have another connotation in that part of the world. Anyway, oh, okay. so dining with the queen is a big deal.
1: Yeah. So Tim, we all aren't dining with the, with the queen every day, but uh, you uh, you raised four boys in your house. I know that yes. about you, and I know that was probably crazy at your house. So um, since we're not dining with the queen, but we're more or less dining in our own homes, let's talk about what it was like. Raising four
0: boys to dignify the table. All right. You know, sometimes when I think of little boys uh, gathering around a table, they are uh, the very image of vultures lining up uh, (laughs) to eat whatever is at the table. And uh, so raising four boys, like, and my wife Lynn is from the South. And so there's that dignity that comes with uh, even protocol uh, in a Southern home. It's part when, of that Southern oh, hospitality, yeah. it's Southern hospitality yeah. and how you, you do, in fact, you do dignify the table. And, and so, uh, one of the things we did was we just made sure like, you know, there was a priority place on meals, uh, as a family, we made it a habit to have meals together in particular when possible, our evening dinner meal. Uh, I know there was competitive things that took place, but we actually did that. And, you know, another part of the meal was interesting at, uh, dessert time. um, uh, Lynn would put the dessert at the table, and the temptation of little boys is always to dig in and eat, but one of the practices we had at our home was that they could not take a bite of dessert until their mom um, had the first bite. I mean, after all, she's the one who prepared it, uh, she worked for it, and a way of honoring her was simply to say, hey, nobody eats dessert until mom takes the first bite and so that became a fun little thing in our home of um of waiting for mom anxiously to sit down and uh take a bite of the food and
1: under your roof she's the queen
0: she happens to be the queen <laughs> she is honored as the queen in our home yeah actually that's the truth yeah so i think that's
1: great now your boys are grown they have kids of their own and yes you visit them are any of these life
0: lessons from their early years playing out now as adults wrong question john uh, you want me to embarrass my sons right now? Yeah. But anyway, uh, yeah, for the most part it is. <laughs> but, you know, sometimes uh, we forget what we've been taught. But anyway, yeah, <laughs> they do a great job with their kids, uh, which, which I'm very grateful for. But all of that comes from their mother, not from me. But anyway, all of this has great life principles for us.
1: Yeah, it does. And, you know... We, we travel a lot, and when we travel a lot, we take some of these life principles that you're trying to instill in your kids and you know other people trying to instill in their home, and we get to observe how this plays out in other cultures. Not every culture uh, dignifies the table in the same way. So right. let's talk a little bit about the travels. I think that's yeah. always interesting for people to hear what we've experienced right. on the road. So what comes to mind for you from a personal experience um, around what we've seen in terms of dignifying the table on a global right. Persp- from a global pr- perspective.
0: Yeah, yeah. Okay, so John, you and yeah. I both have traveled frequently to China. Yeah. Uh, I would think let's just land in China for a moment. And um, one of the things that I realized early on in my travels to China was that uh, protocol around a banquet table is a big Deal, yeah. And as uh, as an American traveling internationally, um, we just take for granted we know how to behave around a table, but not the case. So mm. let's talk about that for a moment, like protocol around a, a Chinese banquet table, where actually let's just you know protocol. Sometimes we we just don't even like the word, but honestly, um, there's something beautiful about the prescribed protocol around a banquet table.
1: Yeah, in China. Well, I mean, I think. I went through a pretty extensive training. I lived in China for a bit, right. and I think a lot of people know that, but um, if you didn't, you you do now. But uh, I lived in China for a bit. And I remember we went through like this extensive training before going, and you know, it's so many pieces of information, and I probably retained more than I realized. But one thing that stood out for me, and I'm thankful that it was maybe one of the main things that stood out, was I was told you're you're going to go to a banquet. You will be invited to a banquet. Um, you know, they want to honor you as a guest in the country, and you know, I was working at a university and they wanted to honor us as teachers at the university. And But the the, the lesson was when you walk into the banquet, don't sit down. Mm-hmm. And so they actually told us, it's going to feel awkward. Just awkwardly mingle around until somebody tells you where to sit. Yeah, That was a key takeaway for me. And at the first banquet I went to, I realized, huh. Whoever told me that was right, right. and I'm glad they told me that Right, because I would have embarrassed myself.
0: Yeah, and actually that's one of the first things you're taught when you go there, and then wait for instructions, right? Uh, So, you know, often I had uh, to either throw a banquet or receive a banquet uh, with government officials. And, um, you know, there was everything from uh, who was at the head of the table— which direction he faced in the room or she faced in the room, uh, who the guest of honor was and where the guest of honor would sit next to that host on the right side of the host. Mm. Um, And then the second most important person in that room uh, from the uh, Chinese side would sit opposite of the host. Mm -hmm. And then the second most important guest would then sit on the right side of that person. And Mm. so there was just this uh, crazy protocol that was truly enjoyable uh, and you left feeling honored by the way they treated you. The guest of honor would be served something from the host who would then encourage you to eat it so everybody else could eat because nobody would eat yeah. until it began at that part of the table. And so uh, there's a there's sense in which they understand everyone's position and they honor them based on that position. And, um, and then the entire evening uh, is a feast of gradually eating and gradually enjoying, and a lot of conversation where so much is learned and so much is shared, and where even in a very social setting, business is being conducted very subtly. Yeah, um, no deal is finalized, but you can know the conversation takes you in directions like that. So it's a lot of fun. Yeah, it's great navigating a setting like that.
1: Yeah, you know, I loved the part you, you mentioned it briefly, but the part where you're sitting there in and the uh, Chinese host, they just start serving you food. So let's paint a little quick picture for people who haven't been to China maybe. is You're sitting around a, typically a large round table, right. and there's a Lazy Susan in the middle of it, and the servers come out and put food on that Lazy Susan, and it goes round and round, and um, you, you don't spin the Lazy Susan the opposite direction. And actually- there's, I think there's protocol around who spins the Lazy Susan. That's exactly right. And so you don't touch, you know, you don't think like, oh, I want that thing over there. I'm just going to spin it around right. and get something. Uh, there's actually protocol around who spins it. But then the Chinese hosts actually take food off the Lazy Susan and put it on your plate That's for right. you. I love that part. Right. Like, not because I'm lazy and can't get it myself, but I just felt so honored um, that they would make that gesture to put food on my
0: plate. Exactly. And here's the challenge of it all. They would often put food on your plate, you didn't want to actually eat, right? No, like that's okay. Up in Tibet, uh, uh sheep's eyeball ended yeah. up on my plate. And protocol is you eat it not because you like it, but because you were served that eyeball. Yeah. So yeah, crazy stuff like that, well, but it's all good. It's it, all fun.
1: And then as kind of uncultured Westerners. We have a story to tell later and it's, oh, yeah. it's all
0: fun. Oh, yeah. So Anyway, I love that.
1: So um, any experiences you've had? I mean, we spent some time in Hong Kong yeah. and we have good friends in Hong Kong who kind of orchestrate things for us. Tell that story. We were talking about it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We have some very dear friends in Hong Kong and they are frequent visitors as in weekly to a tea house. Uh, Look, you tea house is actually internationally famous. Uh, It's well known. It's been there for decades, literally uh, many, many decades. And, um, And they have their own table basically. Like when they walk in, uh, they're going to be seated at the same table, and so it's an honor to go there with them and to enjoy a variety of teas, uh, Asian style, and, um, and and really what happens is this, is that our friend, uh, the gentleman, um, he, he he in a sense takes over, and he's working with the staff, and uh, the staff is bringing a variety of teas, and so he's got to let this the tea steep for a while, and then he mixes it with hot water, and the, the very, very... Uh, bold tea in your cup, and then there's there's food going around, and and the way I've I've likened our friend is he's like a maestro, mm-hmm. uh, he's conducting this incredible symphony of um, of tea and food and explanation and honoring you and and not permitting you to do this or that but serving you instead, and and he's the host. But as the host, he's serving you and he's showing you honor. And by doing that, he dignifies the table. He Mm -hmm. dignifies us. And so those are those cultural experiences that when you travel enough, that you engage uh, around the world, unlike maybe here, uh, around the world, there is something very special about a a, a table experience Mm -hmm. with people where it's not simply about the food, but it's engaging uh, with each other. And engaging with what it means to honor each other. Yeah, yeah, and that's and that's exactly how we
1: feel when we leave that tea house. You feel honored. You feel dignified. You feel even loved, right? In a lot of ways. And you know, it's an aside. Maybe you'll mention it later. But you start to wonder if we're losing some of that in our fast-paced American culture, where uh, meals are meant to be more fast. Than enjoyed, right, and, and you lose that
0: sense. But that's the, the that's the term fast food, right? Right, like it's it's not about the enjoyment of the people. It's simply about satisfying, your yeah. stomach. And I miss that. And I think that's why we appreciate the global travel right. so much. Okay,
1: so we started at the the queen, the top, the high society. We're kind of drilling down into some of our personal experiences in traveling. But uh, when we talk dignify the table, let's actually get down into the life principle piece of this. So how does
0: dignifying the table actually create a life principle? Right. Well, okay, Uh, there's one of our colleagues that coined this phrase, and I think it applies here to the life principle. Um, And that is, uh, they were speaking about what it's like as a family to visit other families or family members and stay with them. And they coined this phrase, so we can't own it, it's theirs. (laughs) But I want to acknowledge it and a shout out to them on this one. But the phrase is this, We want, when we visit a home, we want to be celebrated, not tolerated. I think that's really good. That's an awesome, amazing principle of life. Yeah. Like whether I come over for a meal or whether I'm staying with you for a weekend, I want you to celebrate the fact that I've been there, not tolerate the fact that I've been there. Right. So that's, I think that's even a great life principle, that when it comes to the dining experience or sitting around a table, uh, I want people to celebrate that I sat at their table, not tolerate the fact of my bad manners, um, my disrespect for the host or the hostess, uh, or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that, I think, takes us to the rest of life, that we want people to celebrate the fact that we actually were on planet Earth, Mm -hmm. uh, instead of just tolerating the fact that we were their neighbor or whatever else Hmm. it might be. So I I do think there's a lot of practical takeaways and we can talk about those now. Go for it. All right. So, um, uh, shall we talk about some of the hiring process that I have? I hope I was hoping we would talk about that. Okay. Okay. So like one of the ways actually that I have typically and often made, um, hires in the past is to make sure it includes a meal out. Mm -hmm. Um, so that I can actually watch that person eat mm-hmm. and how they are at the table, because it tells me a lot about them. Uh, for example, if they dive into their food before anybody else does, uh, that tells me something. Mm-hmm. Um, how they treat the wait staff, uh, whether they say thank you or please, tells me a ton about the character of a person and what they're like. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know that to be true. Oh, yeah. It's become a joke around here. It it has. We laugh about it a lot.
1: You know, if, if you've been around us a bit and been around the hiring process of somebody that we hire in your world in particular, it becomes a big joke. Even with um, larger groups of people that we talk to and you get to speak in front of or whatever, you'll mention these things and then later we'll hear, oh, I had a, I had a meal with Tim and I was really nervous because I knew that he was judging me. And uh, if only they knew, we're actually not judging them on the things that they think that we're judging them on. Or uh, evaluate I, them is the I know, word I would choose. I know. I knew you were going to correct <laughs> okay. me. You are evaluating them, yeah. but but it's not really the things that they think. It's what you just mentioned. It's how do they treat the weight staff, right? Which is often overlooked, and people I think don't even. Consciously think about how they're treating right. a weight staff. What right. are the things? What are you looking for in how they treat the weight staff?
0: Well, I just think the way we we do treat them with honor. I don't care if you know how the food shows up or whatever else. I think there's this measure of that is a person. So he, actually, here's what I've done. I had a son who uh, was a barista for a long time, and and one of the things I started doing after that was um, every barista, every wait staff is the son or a daughter of somebody and how would they want me to treat their son or daughter mm. and that's what cuz that's what I was thinking and so i i do want to see how do they treat them how do they speak to them uh wh- what level of politeness do they use for mm-hmm. them uh and if I, and i've actually tried to sneak a peek at tips because i think that's also an honor uh honor thing that mm. that we can show value to people by even how we tip them yeah but even beyond that um let's talk about i think how we take this out into our daily lives yeah. because I I do think every day is an opportunity to dignify somebody, someone who, who is an image bearer, um, and, and how we treat them with dignity. So I, Hmm. I, you've got examples that I love. Like what? Uh, in a drive up and someone does something special. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks.
1: So, um, I just need you to jog my memory there. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, recently my wife was telling the story the other day. I think she was telling you this story, and I was there. But she was in a drive-through at a coffee place, and as she got up to the window, uh, the person said, um, "Hey, your your drink is taken care of. The person in front of you uh, paid for it." You know, people have heard these stories—the whole like pay oh, it yeah. forward thing—and then now you pay for the person behind you. And so my wife thought, "Oh, this must be going on for a while." So she asked the person in the window, "How long has this little pay it forward line been going?" And the the person said, "Oh, you're the first one." That person just decided to pay for your thing. Well, you know, there's no way in the world that person that was in front of my wife would know that my wife had had a hard week and she was, you know, emotionally struggling with some, with some things. And that just lifted her spirits because she felt dignified. She felt honored. She felt seen even, mm-hmm. and she'll probably never get a chance to thank that person in front of her. But that small little, uh, moment of generosity, uh, spoke wonders That's to right. her and, you know, even I was thinking of another story too around, like, we were talking about the the hurriedness of American culture and uh, I was going to dinner, back another story with my wife, but we were going to dinner the other night and I remember as we were getting ready for dinner, I said, um, this was for her birthday, and I said, you know, let's go and let's have a slow meal. Mm-hmm. Like, I really wanted just a slow meal around the table and restaurants, particularly in America, are trained to get you in and out, turn the table as fast as you can, right? Because- they want to make more tips. They want to get right. more people in. They got reservations to get to. And I felt that as we sat down at this restaurant, we were kind of hurried to order, order the appetizer and the main course all at the same time. And I, I told actually our server, I said, I, was, I said, let's let's just start with appetizers. And then we'll order a main course in a few minutes. And uh, we'll, we're just going to sit and enjoy. And they were good with that. Yeah, I was, I was very polite, right, by, right, by the right. way. But well, they were good with that. But I, that's, I felt like uh, sometimes we're missing that, slowness around a table. And that's where real community is built. That's where uh,
0: relationships are knit around a table. Right. You know, that's interesting. You bring that up because that just brought to mind Barcelona, Spain, hanging out with a very good friend of ours, Lynn and I spent an evening at one of the finer restaurants in Barcelona. And that was the whole spirit. In fact, we were there for almost three hours. Mm. They did not rush us. We got to know the staff. They got to know us. It was one of the most incredible evenings of dining out uh, that we've ever experienced because there was no rush. In Mm. fact, when you made a reservation, you made a reservation for the entire evening. Oh, that's amazing. And it was a small restaurant, but um, that experience is so unlike anything we've ever had because again, it was one of those moments of honoring us um, and allowing us and entertaining us and engaging with us. So anyway, that's, that's the idea of dignifying the table.
1: Yeah. I think it's awesome. I mean, Go ahead.
0: Yeah, no, I was just going to say, that's a, that's a principle that we can apply to every part of our lives when it comes to neighbors, coworkers, um, and it doesn't necessarily mean we have to be at a table, yeah. but I do think the principles we learn at the table mm-hmm. apply to all of life. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's how we treat each other. It's how we listen to each other. It's how we speak. It's how we communicate. It's how we say thank you. It's how yeah. we say please. So much of life, parents, is learned at the table, um, and it's something that maybe we need to go back and remind ourselves of is this is this is a good thing to do, and it's it's how I live life. Yeah,
1: because it's bigger than um, am I polite to the server or to the waiter or waitress? Mm-hmm. It's actually the the lesson there is am I kind to strangers? Yeah, because that person's a stranger, right? Until and, so, and they bring you your water and they take your order, but they're a stranger, right? And so really the principle is, am I kind to strangers? Right. So that's the takeaway. Like it goes from the table to life. To life, right. So anyway, I love that. That's where life is lived out.
0: Yeah. Anyway. All right, John, it's been great to hang out with you again. It's been good.
1: I'm going to land the plane.
0: Let's land the plane. And,
1: and, you know, last week we talked about uh, doing some Q&A on this podcast, which is really fun. I want to do more Q&A. And we have a question that we're going to do in just a second. And Hmm. um, if you're interested in leaving a question for us, um, uh, simply go to let'sthinkglobal.com and go to the contact button at the top. and then there's like a little orange button you'll see it where you can send us in a question. You actually mm-hmm. record yourself asking your question and then we play that question, which we're going to do in just a second, all right? And, uh, and then you and I get to answer it.
0: All right. So, I hope I have an answer.
1: So we have somebody that sent us in a question. All right. Thankfully, for the first time, we don't have like a hundred of them. Oh, that that's was actually good. good, but we want more. All right. So we're going to hopefully next episode, next month, we get more, but let's see what question we have this week. All right.
0: This could be fun. Let's do it. All right.
1: Hi, Tim and Jonathan. I would love to hear one of your most embarrassing stories from an international trip.
0: Oh boy. <laughs> that's a good one. I know that voice. I knew she would ask something like that. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I'm excited for that. Oh, boy. Uh, uh, I'm going to let you go first because I got to think of a most embarrassing moment from my international travels. There's, okay. Yeah, anyway, go ahead, I mean, I'm
1: sure there's there's probably a lot of moments that come to mind, but I, I, I have one, and it's actually— I'll share it because actually it still makes me cringe. You know, when you like think of an embarrassing thing and you still cringe about it, you ever do that? Like you think about it in your head and you still like oh, yeah. kind of shudder. Nightmares. Yeah. Emily, do you do that? All yeah. right. All right. So I just want to make sure I wasn't alone. You're in
0: talking that. to our studio audience here. Well, That's I,
1: cool. They know Emily's here. All so right.
0: Yeah. All right. Anyway, Robin, do you do that?
1: Okay. All right. Good. What I, about Austin? Austin. All right. Doesn't do that. All right. I, I just, sometimes I feel like do other people have these memories and then they kind of like, ooh, cringe? oh, cringe. Yeah. All right. This is the moment. So I was actually, this wasn't like an international trip, like as in like a short trip. I was living in China. I had friends and they invited me uh, to go shopping at a mall down the street uh, with some of their friends who I had not met before. So my friends and then several strangers. And so we're going to take a bus. So I met them at the bus stop. We get on the bus and uh, my friends that I knew, they were girlfriend and boyfriend. So they were university students and they were girlfriend, boyfriend. So, and then there was probably six of their friends who joined us to go on this shopping adventure. And so, uh, we got on the bus and they introduced me, uh, to their friends. And, um, I'm, I'm sort of a fun loving, if you don't know me, I'm a, kind of a fun loving laid back, semi sarcastic person sometimes. And so I sarcastically did that like American thing where I, I don't even know how to do it anymore. Um, and I'm embarrassed to even try, but like where I sort of pretended like I didn't know my friends, like they introduced me. I'm like, Oh, uh, them. Oh, I don't know them, you know? And, uh, and it obviously was funny in my head, but, but my friend, once we got to the mall, she actually pulled me to the side, her and her boyfriend pulled me to the side. And they told me, um, actually what you did there, we lost face. And if you mm. know anything about Chinese culture, yeah. it's a big, face a big deal, saving shame honor, yeah. culture. And so I caused them to lose face because I basically denied our friendship mm. in front of their friends. Oh, wow. And, oh my gosh, I still cringe thinking about that. And I, I profusely apologized, of course. and, they were very gracious and said, you know, we know you were joking. It's okay. We actually just wanted you to know for the future. It's fine. Like right. it was all, it was all good. We had a great day. We're still really good friends to, to this day. So yeah. it's really good. But I think about that and I'm like, oh, I was such an idiot. Why did I do that? Yeah. That's so right. So embarrassing.
0: So that's one of those embarrassing bad moments. Yeah. There's sometimes embarrassing good moments. I don't I'm, have one. of those. I'm just trying to wrestle through that. But hey, you know what? The best I can come up with, I have a lot of bad moments traveling internationally and not bad as in like, uh, you know, stupid, but bad as in like, man, I was sick as a dog in the bathroom of an airplane or, uh, I said something silly, but you know what? I, I think when you like traveling internationally, you just have to, you have to learn that cultures are different. I landed in Mongolia once. This is what pops into my brain. As you're talking, I landed in Mongolia once and, um, our host greeted us, And her first words out of her mouth were, Tim, you're getting so fat. Well, (laughs) like, I was crushed. Like, I can't even believe you have the nerve to tell me that. And I, I was bothered that night. Like, am I really that fat? You know, checking myself out in the mirror and all that kind of stuff. And then I uh, was reminded and told uh, she was complimenting you, Hmm, like you must be living a good life. You're a healthy person, and you must have enough food to buy a lot of, or enough money to buy a lot of food. Mm -hmm. And there I was. So Hmm. you know, those are the kind of things I remember a lot of. It's just like the I didn't get it culturally, right? Culturally, I just missed it. Yeah. Yeah. As a
1: Westerner, it was a put-down culturally.
0: Yeah. Yeah. In fact, I was thinking about how I was going to come back at her, but I practiced uh, dignifying the table. There you go. Anyways. So yeah.
1: Kindness to strangers That's right, man Maybe they weren't really a stranger But anyway. kindness to people Yeah Anyway, that's good All right, that's a fun question I like yeah. that So if there's any other questions uh, Once again, go to the Let's Go to the website It's letsthinkglobal.com Contact button at the top And then like the little orange button You'll see where to put the Where to send in your questions So yeah. we can't wait To hear more questions Next
0: month um, Tim, this has been a lot of fun All right Any closing thoughts? Uh, just again Today, think about an opportunity To dignify the table by honoring someone else. All right. Uh, This is Tim Davis with? Jonathan. And uh, this is Think Global, where the world is our home and where strangers are friends and friends become family. We'll see you next month.